Welcome back. You're watching the first show of Traders Corner for 2018. And joining me all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed is Garth McKenzie, founder and editor of Traders Corner. Garth, welcome and a happy new year. Yes, thanks, Julieta. Hi, welcome back to you as well. And let's hope this is going to be a great year. Yeah, and a better year, I suppose. Um, not to remind ourselves too much of 2017, but it was really tough. And there are a few changes um, that we're going to start off with. And as we always start off the show, um, just a reminder of what it's about and how much capital you're actually going to allocate to your trading this year. Yes, that's it. So Traders Corner is effectively it's real life trading. Um, I put up some of my own money to capitalize the show and we trade with that money on the show. So we provide analysis, we look at opportunities, we do real trades with the money. And then at the end of the year, we donate whatever profits we've made to a charity. So in years gone past, we've typically put up 250,000 Rand and traded that throughout the year. We've had some very good years over the year. We've, years we've had a couple of average years, last year being one of the sort of more disappointing years. Yeah. But that was last year, and let's, let's look more positively to this year. Um, what I'm doing this year that's slightly different is I'm upping the stakes a little bit. Uh, I've put 150,000 Rand into a local portfolio, which we will trade, and then I'm allocating 15,000 US dollars to an offshore portfolio. Yeah. Um, Last year we did begin looking at some offshore ideas and this year we're going to take that theme further. So we'll look both locally and offshore. And um, you know, I, I'm becoming more and more interested in the offshore markets. I'm starting to do more of my own trading on the offshore markets and it's accessible for, for viewers. Now you can open an account with any one of a number of brokers locally. You can put up to a million rand a year into an offshore uh, account using your discretionary allowance without needing to get tax clearance mm. approval so it's relatively easy you know so i know a lot of people think that it's a huge hurdle to jump over to try and get money offshore and to open an offshore trading account it's actually not that difficult uh, if you just try and, and and it's really not that difficult to do so as a consequence, we, we're going to look to try and explore that and try and explore offshore opportunities as well as local opportunities. I mean, you know, the, there's the universe, a huge universe of stocks to buy offshore, which um, and so it sounds and uh, it is very tempting. It, it's not always been that easy. And last year was, I suppose, our first uh, our baby steps into that offshore trading arena. It didn't always work out that well. Yeah. Uh, but um, I suppose, you know, You've got to start somewhere. Yeah, last year, a lot of my focus was actually on the UK market. We had uh, pounds, which we allocated into an offshore account. And a lot of what I did was in, in UK stocks. And we also did quite a lot of uh, options on the S&P 500. Um, the FTSE market, the, the generally stocks that constitute the FTSE 100, I found are actually incredibly boring for the <laughs> most part. And this year, I'm going to be rather looking towards the S&P 100. Okay. Uh, I find that the stocks on the US market move around a lot more. They're yeah. a lot more exciting. They're a lot more interesting. Uh, and, and, and as a consequence of that, that's where I'm kind of shifting my personal trading focus to try and explore opportunities. Okay. So then what are your goals for 2018? Right. So a lot of these goals are the same goals that we come up with each year, but I've actually changed the, the third goal, if you will. Um, so to go through them, two out of three trades I want to be winners. So 66% of our trades I want to be winners. Why say two out of three and not three out of three? Well, because in reality, nobody gets all their trades right. You do get some trades wrong. So two out of three to me is a good number to aim for. I want my winners to be three times bigger than my losers on average. Now, regular viewers will know that when we set out to, uh, the risk that we're willing mm. to take on trades, we, we don't want to risk more than 2% of our capital on any given trade. So if I can get winners three times bigger than that, then it what, what it would effectively mean is that for every 2% of capital that we risk, we aim to try and make a 6% total return on capital on a winning trade. Mm. And then the last one is that I want to be more active this year, mm. but I also want to trade very precisely. Last year, I wasn't active enough. 
Uh, and this year, I actually want to set for myself a goal to ensure that we complete 30 trades this year, at least 30 trades, if not maybe even a little bit more. Is that not a bit prescriptive, Garth? It might be, but uh, it's something I've given a lot of thought to over the holiday period, is that actually last year, I know on the show and in my personal capacity, I actually wasn't active enough in mm. the market. And given that we're looking at the local market as well as the offshore market, there's definitely 30 trades in a year that you can do. I mean, there's way more than 30 trades, but we obviously only record this show once a week. Yeah. So it effectively means that we're going to be taking a trade every week or two. We should be taking a trade on average. Uh, and, and there's no excuse not to. There's plenty of opportunities out there given the broad universe that we're going to be wat watching for the show this year. Mm. Okay. So talking about that broad universe, it helps to see what's going on in the world out there. And um, viewers will recall that uh, just about every show last year, we started with a look at the S&P 500, yeah. which was a phenomenal performer and has continued in the very same vein. In fact, even more so, even more exaggeratedly so uh, in the first couple of weeks of 2018. Yeah, that's right. You're right that we do typically look at the S&P 500 at the beginning of each show. I'm, I'm going to sort of veer away from that, I think, this year, because I got the feeling last year that the show became a little bit too stale, and we always looked at the S&P 500 and then the top 40, and it was the same thing every week. I'm going to try and make it a bit more punchy this year, okay. so I'm going to rather focus on where the opportunities are. Uh, so don't expect to necessarily see the S&P 500 every single week on the show. Although it is a beautiful chart. It is a beautiful <laughs> chart, and, and this is one of the things, I mean, we, we're sketching the landscape now and sort of some expectations for the year in 2018 and part of the landscape is looking at this S&P 500 and where it is at the moment and, and I look at this because simply it is the world's biggest stock index um, and, and it's the US uh, top 500 companies in the US but what's particularly notable here is the acceleration in the rising mm. trend here so yes it is a beautiful chart but it does start starting to look a little bit um, a, a little bit too uh, ag aggressive to the upside if you will um, so notice how the, the trend line has steepened and steepened and steepened. And now you're in a situation now where that, that primary trend from the beginning of 2017 back there is quite a long way down, back yeah. down at 25.50. I mean, that's, that's a good 250 points below where the index is currently trading. Th then you've got the more steeper, the, the steeper trends that have begun to emanate from that. And that starts to look a little bit, almost a little bit blow off ish to me now I mean if, and if we think of a most recent blow off it's obviously bitcoin which is it, it went steeper and steeper and steeper and it eventually it went so steep it all the, the chart almost looked like it was going to fall over backwards and the S&P 500 is looking as if it's also starting to get to that sort of point and I'm not saying that it's all about to fall over in a mm. heap not at all but I'm just saying be aware that it is very very stretched and the steepness of that type of trend often when you get to that sort of steepness it's starting to signal warning signs just to be a little bit cautious yeah because i know you want to bring up um, a crowd sentiment poll and i suppose that talks to uh, the steepness of of the rally that um, has been experienced in the last couple of weeks maybe those people who missed out in 2017 you know this terrible crushing fomo i think mark barnes wrote about it in his column today in business day uh, people just rushing in sort of at any cost almost to get into the market just to get some kind of uh, return while they still can yeah that's right and that's often what does happen and that's kind of what can cause a, a, a blow-off type of move in a market. Now this chart here is a Ned Davis Research crowd sentiment poll. It's something that I look at quite regularly. And what's interesting to note is that the current reading is at, an, it's at the most optimistic level since 1995. This chart only goes back to 2008 just because I didn't want to 
you know, make the chart too compressed <laughs> for the for the viewers. But okay. but take my word for it that this thing is the highest reading that has been since 1995. Mm. So what it's telling you is that there's a huge amount of optimism that's already baked into the market at these levels. And when that's the case, the contrarian in me does say just be a little bit careful mm. because clearly there's already massive expectations as to where things are going and, and, and the contrarian view might be just to be a little bit careful. And because there's another much bigger picture outlook um, sort of unfolding and I spoke about it last night, this, this tectonic shift in um, the, uh, the global uh, bull market in bonds over the last 30, 35 years yeah. um, and uh, the changes that you're going to see in central bank policy and um, tightening liquidity in global markets. Well, that's it. So part of what's driven this bull market is uh, massive amounts of liquidity that have been injected into economies and global markets around the world. Um, we've had quantitative easing in the US. There's still quantitative easing in Europe and the Bank of Japan is also doing it. Now, what this chart shows, basically just look at these little black dots diamonds over here on each of, of these bars. What that is showing you is what the level of um, quantitative easing is or effectively sovereign net supply of bonds. So if you have a look in 2017, what that shows you is that there was a net approximately $250 billion worth of quantitative easing. In other words, that's where central banks are going into the market. They're buying back bonds mm -hmm. in the market and that money is effectively being injected into the economy and that liquidity has helped to fuel share buybacks uh, to fuel economies etc etc now the forecast for 2018 is that this quantitative easing is now going to shift to quantitative tightening on a global scale obviously the u.s central banks already begun quantitative uh, tightening but now we're talking about the european central bank also beginning to taper it off and the, the bank of japan is still forecast to, to ease but the point i'm making is that it looks this year as if we're going to be forecasting around about 800 billion dollars of tightening so yeah. that's effectively money being withdrawn from the system, liquidity that's being withdrawn. So it's a very, very important point to make because I think the fact that this, these steroids, this, this jungle juice, if you want, <laughs> of, 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 of liquidity that's been driving equity markets is now being withdrawn. Just note that and note the high levels of optimism. Note the extreme overbought levels of the S&P 500 where we sit right now. To me, all of this stuff does start to signal a little bit of caution that in, at some stage in 2018, you actually could see all of this massive bullishness unravel a little bit. Yeah. And, and the last chart that you have to keep a watch on is the 10-year um, US uh, bond uh, and the yield in the 10-year Absolutely. So this is, this is the one that shows you the 30-year bond bull market. Now, it doesn't look like a bull market. Why? Because this is the yield. And bonds, prices and bond yields move in opposite directions. So when yields are falling like they have been for the last 30 years, that tells you that um, bond prices, prices have been rising. Now, the big names, the, the bond king, Jeff Gundlach, and um, also the other bond king, um, Bill, Gross. Bill Gross, have both been on record earlier this month as saying that the bull market in bonds is over and that you're going to start to see rising yields now. The U.S. Federal Reserve is forecast to raise interest rates three or four times this year. So I think monitor this U.S. 10-year yield very, very closely. If it begins to break this downward trend, which comes in at around about 2.7% mm -hmm. or so, uh, monitor that. That's quite, that would be very, very significant in terms of, 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 of what it means in terms of cheap money and uh, low interest rates, particularly in the developed world. I've seen some commentators suggest that it's all fine until it gets up to about 5%, which uh, would seem incredible at this point, but uh, other people poo-pooing that that's um, 
could be well before that that you start seeing you know big ructions taking place in, mm -hmm. in global stock markets. Yeah, well, I think the point is that it, it, it's what happens to this cheap money. That's the point. And mm -hmm. if money is no longer going to be so cheap, what does that mean for for economies and for for equity markets? Yeah. Just talking about equity markets very quickly, a look at um, the top 40, uh, Garth. Yeah, so here's our top 40 future, just to look at it locally and bring it back to where we are based in South Africa. Um, it does still look fairly bullish at the moment. This triangle pattern that I've got over there is broken out to the top side above 53,800. So that's a bullish development. And it points to a move up to about 54,500, maybe a little bit higher. So I think keep an eye on that. That still looks fine to me at this stage uh, from a bullish point of view, and certainly in the immediate future yeah. anyway. The Cyril Ramaphosa rally mm. um, with the rands, um, one of the factors there. Yeah, so here's the chart of the rand dollar exchange rate. Very, very important. Obviously, that massive move stronger in the rand at the end of last year came once Cyril had won the ANC presidency. And you can see now it seems to be stuck in a range between 12 rand 25 and 1250. Um, it's looking possible that it might actually break stronger below the bottom of that trading range, which would probably bring 12 rand and maybe even 11 rand 80 hmm. into play. Mm. So it certainly looks as if uh, the bullish sentiment is on the side of the rand at the moment. Yeah. So, got to end off the show, just a, a look at, um, you've got a couple of courses to start off the year. What's yeah, uh, so two courses uh, coming up in February now. I'm running a high probability trading course on the 3rd of February, and my colleague Andrew Todd runs a top 40 trading course that's on the 17th of Feb. So, anyone that's interested in attending either of these courses, please send me an email, goth at traderscorner.co.za, and we'll send you all the details. And then just, um, as it's going to be a more vigorous year, um, people want in on the action, won't they? Yeah, that's right. So, we we have an email list, which is a free mailing list that people can subscribe to. If you go to traderscorner.co.za, you go to the middle of the page, you'll see there's a link there for a free weekly email. Sign up, register, it's quick and easy to do, and we'll send you an email every Tuesday detailing what trades we're doing and what is coming up on the show for each week. Great. Garth, we'll leave it there. Um, good luck to us uh, for the year ahead. Uh, that is Garth McKenzie, founder and editor of Traders Corner.